The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I am so excited for this episode. So I've got the founder and CEO of Ring Concierge, Nicole Wegman, and I've been a customer for a very long time. I actually found them on Instagram, and I just started saving so many pictures. Like, they have such beautiful pieces that I'm like, okay, dream engagement ring, dream piece of jewelry, pieces I want to invest in, and I just kept saving them, and I just personally had so many questions about rings and diamonds and engagement ring shopping and just like things I was interested in and wanted to know for myself. So I asked her everything. And I'm a customer of the brand. I bought pieces from them before. And there's a Zodiac piece that I wear all the time. And everyone's like, where is this from? Where can I get it? Well, we have a very, very special giveaway for you. So for my podcast listeners, we have the most amazing giveaway. It's the Zodiac medallion necklace. It's worth $1,500. It is 14 karat solid gold with 50 round diamonds. So if you guys want to win one of these Zodiac necklaces that I love and wear all the time, go to Instagram, go to Ring Concierge and comment on their most recent post. Just say that I'm here from the Life with Mariana podcast. Make sure you're following me and Ring Concierge and that's all you have to do and they will pick a winner. So if you guys want to enter, be sure to do that. And now let's hear from Nicole. So what exactly is Ring Concierge? So Ring Concierge is a fine jewelry company and we offer everything and anything from anklets, rings, necklaces to 10 karat engagement rings. You know, we love to say we have prices from $70 to seven figures. So everything fine jewelry. And are you an actual concierge for clients or do you also have ready-made pieces for customers to buy? We do both. So we have a website that has tons and tons of jewelry that's available. It ships, you know, that day or the next day. So really fun pieces at opening price points. And then we have an entire bespoke department, which custom creates pieces for clients, typically engagement rings. That's the number one item that's custom created. And those start at $10,000 and go well up from there. I love that. So I think a lot of people, they might be nervous about buying jewelry online, especially for the first time. So how can they feel comfortable about buying such a high value item and then making sure it gets to them? Yeah, I think what's really fun about Ring Concierge is actually our Instagram account where we show all the different ways you can style the jewelry, wear the jewelry. We show myself and the team wearing it with everyday clothes, dressing it up for weddings. And so you get really comfortable with how these pieces will truly look and feel on. So when it comes to knowing what to buy online and feeling comfortable with pulling the trigger, that's a great tool because there's so much content and imagery. And then obviously in terms of security, all of our jewelry is fully insured by us when it's in the mail. It arrives in one to two business days. So it's super quick. We actually don't really have any issues there, which is great. I love the Instagram account. If you guys are listening, you definitely should follow because I'm always saving pieces. I'm like, okay, dream piece, save this piece, something I want to buy for myself. And I love seeing it styled on other people. Yeah, it's really fun. I think it's a big differentiator for us from other jewelry brands because most jewelry companies tend to be a little more traditional and we like to have really fun. We like everything to look, you know, really wearable and price points that are obtainable. And we really use social to help people navigate all the different products, figure out their preferences, and to your point, save all their favorites. So it's a really fun tool and resource when you're thinking about what to buy. Yeah, I feel like you totally understand social and how it really plays into the overall marketing. So is that really what you would say makes like the difference between your brand versus a traditional fine jewelry retailer? 
I think it's one of the biggest differentiators. It's definitely one of the biggest public-facing differentiators because when I started this company 10 years ago, retailers using Instagram was very new (laughs) and it was really just like fashion companies and they were just starting to see the advantages. The jewelry world, which is typically male-dominated and tends to be a little stuffy, they weren't on it at all because nobody thought you could sell luxury online back then and definitely didn't understand how powerful social media could be. And so I started using Instagram very early on and we amassed a large following. And it still to this day is our biggest funnel of new clients because people just discover us organically and friends sharing. And it's just a really fun way to interact with the brand. I love that. Okay. So someone who's looking into buying diamonds and jewelry for the first time, I really want to get into diamonds and engagement rings because I know a lot of listeners are probably hoping they are on the receiving end. So can you explain a little bit about the four C's of diamonds and like why this is important? Absolutely. And I think I'll explain all of them and then I'm going to explain why they don't necessarily have to focus on them as much as people think you need to. So the four C's are determined by GIA, which is a company that certifies diamonds and they're a third party. So, you know, it's an unbiased grading of the diamonds. So you know what you're buying really is, you know, what the jeweler says it is. And it's color, cut, clarity, and carat. So carat weight is how heavy the diamond is. But it's really important to keep in mind that it doesn't always reflect how big the diamond looks because you could have, for example, a really deep diamond where a lot of the weight is in the bottom. And once you put it in a setting, it's not going to look very big. Or you could have a diamond that we like to say is spready, like an oval. Ovals tend to spread out visually from the top and they're more shallow. And so they're going to look a lot bigger than a cushion cut, for example. So the point is carrot doesn't always reflect what a diamond looks like visually. And that's super important to keep in mind because carrot has a huge impact on the price of a diamond. I think that's so helpful because I think you always think like, oh, I'm supposed to have this many carrots or I love this type of ring. But I think for people, it's like a personal preference, right? So what do you think people should look for when shopping? I think, yes, it's very personal. If we're being honest, most of our clients definitely care about carrot weight the most above the other characteristics. And they do tend to prioritize this. And I think partially is there's a lot of pressure nowadays with like social media and everybody's posting their proposal pictures and you want to have a ring that looks somewhat substantial, but there are ways to get there without totally, you know, spending crazy amounts because when it comes to color and clarity, these are areas I like to play with. You can be really flexible. You can go down much lower in those characteristics before it becomes visually noticeable at all. Usually it takes a gemologist or somebody who really knows what they're looking for to notice those types of nuances. And if you drop down in those characteristics and then reallocate budget towards carat weight, you can get a really great ring without going crazy in price. I love that because I think people are like, oh, I have to have this many carrots or something like that. But for me, it's like most people aren't going to be like right up to your ring looking, you know, at the clarity so, so close like you would if you were, you know, at a jeweler. Exactly. And usually you have to have another diamond right next to it that's of a higher grade to even begin to notice, oh, I see this one slightly whiter, whatever it may be. So I really recommend being flexible there and working with you know, hopefully us, but in general, a a jeweler who is super transparent and honest with you and helps you figure out where you can be flexible and where you can't be so that you get the look you want for a reasonable price, because there are certain things you do notice. And one, aside from carrot weight, which of course is something that can be noticeable, 
the way a diamond is cut really impacts how it sparkles. It's actually the only characteristic that impacts sparkle. Color doesn't, clarity doesn't, you know, carat weight does not. It's how well the diamond is cut. And what most people don't realize is the only diamond shape that has a cut grade is a round diamond because there is a perfect way to cut around because it's a perfectly symmetrical shape. So the facets be symmetrical. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Cushions, ovals, emeralds do not come with a cut grade by GIA. So you don't really know from a grading standpoint, is this diamond beautiful? And that's when you need somebody to really come in with a great eye that understands the beauty of different diamond cuts and can help guide you to buy something that is going to sparkle and that you know your friends are going to notice because it's so over the top beautiful. And there's nothing on the paper that's going to indicate that. And we've talked about GIA now a few times. So I know when diamonds are GIA certified, but do you have to have it? Do you recommend always having it? For engagement rings, I really recommend it. It is pretty common practice. And so you're actually going to have a more difficult time finding a diamond that doesn't have one than you would. So there's really no reason not to get it. And the reason for this is because it is a standard that you can trust. You can trust if I'm buying a G color diamond, this jeweler says it's a G, that it actually is because GIA certified it. There are other certs out there, for example, EGL. They're very flexible. So they might call something a G when GIA would grade it you know, much lower. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be careful there because how else do you know you're paying the right price? And if you're ever thinking about resale for any reason or you want to trade your diamond in, you're going to have a much easier time selling it if it comes with a GIA cert because it is such an industry standard. Okay. So now I want to get into engagement rings because I feel like there's so many questions that I have here. So what should everyone know or do before buying an engagement ring? I think people really should spend a lot of time pulling images and figuring out what their overall aesthetic preferences are. Instagram's a great resource for that. Pinterest, you know, our website has a million pictures and start compiling things that you're drawn to, not just the diamond shapes, but also the settings. And you'll probably notice you start to gravitate toward one or two shapes, maybe one style setting, and really think it through because that's the biggest decision. That's what you're going to notice every day is what is the shape and what is the setting. The nuances like color and clarity and all of that, you can figure that out when you're actually in the purchasing process. Your jeweler will guide you. They'll help explain the nuances. That isn't really such a priority as much as what am I going to look down at my hand at every day and love? Yeah. And I think one of the things that was interesting to me was I always thought I liked one style of ring and then I tried it on and I it looked so bad on me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I always loved this style, but I need to like explore other things because in the picture versus on my hand is really different. So how do we figure out what rings even look good on us? Like, Do we go to a store to try them on? Yep. I think that's a great point. And If you're in New York City, you can pop into our store in the West Village and try on rings any day. Otherwise, like pop into, you know, your local Tiffany and just throw some different shapes on. They don't require an appointment and you can play around there because different hands really look good with different shapes. And for example, an oval, it's very elongating. So if you have shorter fingers and you want them to appear longer, an oval is a great option for you. For example, a princess cut does the exact opposite. So if you, for whatever reason, are self-conscious about the shape of your fingers, you might not want a princess cut. 
So it really is a good idea to get some of these shapes on your hand, just so you know, high level, like, okay, I'm going to rule out emeralds because it just doesn't look good on me, but rounds look great on me. And what if you're shy to go by yourself? Do people mind if you go in and say, hey, I just want to try on rings to just see how they look like on me? I think that's why I recommend if you're truly just going into play and you're not in New York City and can't go to our West Village store, then you just go to Tiffany because I think it happens so often there that they know it's part of the drill and <laughs> okay. most of the people aren't going to walk out. Their rings are pricey and most people can't actually afford them. Okay. So you go into the store, you figure out what you like. You know, I like this style. How can you hint to your significant other about a style that you might want that doesn't seem pushy, but you definitely want to let them know you have a preference? So I think this is the most important piece. If you're not going to be heavily involved in the actual purchase process with your partner, you've got to let them know your preferences because it's a big deal. This is something you're wearing every single day for many, many years, hopefully a lifetime. And you don't want to look down on your hand every day and not like the shape of your diamond or the style of your ring. Most importantly, the shape of the diamond because that's the hardest thing to change later on. So we recommend that you get comfortable just sending a few screen grabs or images to your significant other and just say like, FYI, when the time is right, I love these. And that's all you really have to do because they can bring those images into the jeweler who will know where to go from there. I love that. And then let's say you didn't go through this process, you get a surprise. What happens if you get engaged and you don't like your ring? So the easiest thing to do is change the setting. In the grand scheme of the price of an engagement ring, the setting is usually the smallest bit. So, you know, for Two or three thousand dollars, you can probably change out the setting to something that is much more your style. If you don't love the diamond, that's a little harder because it depends on your jeweler's trade in policy. You know, a lot of them do offer trade ins. We offer trade ins, we offer upgrades. So you can come back and just say, This, I'm just not in love with this. What can we do? And they'll work with you to get you something that you really love. But that's why it's so important to make sure your partner has at least a sense for a high level what you like, because getting the diamond shape right is really important because they're expensive. I mean, diamonds are expensive and this ring is maybe custom made for you. So your partner's spending a lot on it. So you want to make sure that they have a general idea of your preference. And speaking of spend, if you're somebody listening and you want to know the appropriate budget, how do we figure out what the right ring budget is for us? Oh, this is a tough question. That rule of three months salary doesn't really apply anymore. I think it's very dependent on you know what you're comfortable spending. Some couples go in together and then that obviously helps increase the budget if you're both putting money towards it. But if it's just coming from one person and maybe it just depends on how much do you have saved up and how much are you comfortable giving away? Don't put yourself in a situation where you're in debt over a ring. That's silly. It's a big deal, but at the end of the day, it's just a ring, you know? So you really should be stressing out financially to pay for it. And there are ways to make any budget beautiful and special. So it just comes down to what am I comfortable shelling out, really? And that should be your personal budget. Yeah. And I actually wanted to talk about some things that are modern ways that couples are getting engaged now. Because you just talked about how couples come in together to both purchase the ring. So is that something that you're seeing that's more like frequent now? And like, how do partners sometimes both financially contribute? It's very common that both parties are involved in the first steps of the process. So what I mean by that is, you know, when you work with us, do you first have an initial phone call with a diamond specialist who talks about our process and learns about all of your preferences. And it's very common that both parties are on that call. 
the next step would be either an in-person or remote diamond viewing appointment. And often both participate in that too. And that's where, you know, you can put things on your hand or really start to understand your diamond specific preferences. Some couples do the whole thing start to finish together and they even help pay for the ring together. But with what we're seeing with the majority of our couples, and this is fun, is that, you know, the woman pops out after those initial like conversations and then her partner takes over. So the exact diamond that's selected is a surprise. The exact settings specifications is a surprise. When the ring is finished is a surprise. And so that way, the whole proposal can be like the timing of it and what the finished ring looks like is there is still a surprise and you keep that element of romance, but you're ensuring high level. It's the style ring you love. I love that because I think I would be really nervous if I got something and I was like, would feel so bad if I got something and was like, oh, I don't love it, but I love that you can be involved in some part of it, but then still get the element of surprise like when it happens that day. So I love this process. I think it's the best of both worlds. I think so too. And if somebody wanted to do this process with you, like how would they reach out to get started? On our website, there is a contact us section in the engagement ring part of the website. And you fill out a few of your preferences and then you get connected to one of our diamond specialists. And that's really the most important piece is that initial conversation where we dig into your preferences. What's important to you? Is it size above all else? Okay, let's help you figure out how to get there. Is it a balance? You know, when do you need this? And just figure all of that out together because all of our rings are custom made. That's why we have the name concierge, ring concierge because this whole process is for you. It's meant to be stress-free and it's meant to be completely curated to your preferences. And if you're not in New York, do you do virtuals? We do. Actually, 50% of the engagement rings we sell are sold to remote clients who have never seen the diamonds in person. Wow. And then how far in advance, if you wanted to do a custom ring, do you need to start the process? Two months is what we'd recommend. Two to three. So basically the diamond selection part will take, you know, two weeks ish. And then the creation of the rings, they're all handcrafted by our master bench jewelers in Manhattan. So they take about four to six weeks. If it's something super, super intricate, it could take a little longer. And so you just want to have that buffer period. You don't want to, you know, have it being down to the wire when you're trying to plan a proposal that might involve travels. So two to three months out from when you plan to propose is when you should be getting started working with us. And then as far as purchasing it, because it is a big purchase for people to invest in, what's the process of purchasing it like? Do you recommend using a credit card or a payment plan or paying in full? Because the payment part is definitely, I think, you know, such a huge part of this process. It definitely is. So we break the payments out and we have a deposit that's required when you first purchase the ring. And then you do have until the ring is finished to pay the balance, which helps lighten the load a little so you're not obligated to pay one large lump sum right up front because you know we do know people need to figure out ways to save or to you know sell some stocks for example so that they have more cash a lot of clients do move money around a little bit it, what's interesting is this is typically the biggest purchase a couple will make unless they've already bought a home so it's not only a big deal emotionally but it is a big deal financially for most couples And then are there any engagement ring trends that you're loving right now? Pairs are making a major comeback and it makes me so happy. I love pairs. They're definitely polarizing, but they are 
really becoming popular. And what's cool about a pair is they look huge for their carrot weight. Pairs and ovals are the tricks to getting a really big look and not having to actually go huge in the carrot weight. Like a four carat pair will look equivalent to a five carat cushion. So mm-hmm. if you're open to them, they're awesome for that. Amazing. And then let's say you're looking for a classic ring. What is a style that you think people should look for that you think is just really timeless? Rounds. Absolutely around. They have been the most popular shape historically for decades because they have the most brilliance. The shape is really simple. It looks nice on all hands. You can create any kind of setting for it. So if you're worried about longevity and wanting to make sure you're going to love the shape diamond you select now and also in 30 years, your best bet is to buy a round diamond. And then we did talk about earlier about either reselling or upgrading. So if you are thinking you want to have a ring right now, and then in you know, 10, 20 years or something down the line, you want to sell your diamond, is this something that's common? And then if we are looking to resell our diamonds, what's something we should be sure we have now for down the line? It's extremely common. We work with so many clients who are upgrading their rings. And some do choose to trade in their original ring. What is important is that you purchase a quality in your original ring that meets some kind of you know minimum standards that a jewelry company would be interested in buying back. You know, so you don't want to buy something that's so low in color that no one would want it. You don't want to buy something that has massive visible inclusions, which are those little you know black or white specks that can show up in a diamond. You do want to make sure that it's of a certain quality, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's actually really difficult to resell a D color flawless diamond. Those are the highest grades you can have because so few people can afford them that they're not actually that desirable and they don't move very quickly in the market. So you're unlikely to find a jeweler who's like, yeah, I'd love to buy this flawless diamond from you for $300,000. That's really not desirable either. So there is this happy medium that you should speak to with your jeweler if you're thinking about upgrading your ring in the future and saying, okay, what's a nice color clarity combination that would be really desirable and easy to trade in. And a lot of jewelers offer trade-in programs like we do. If you buy a ring from us and you come back in five years and say, you know what, I want to double the carat weight. Great. We'll take your ring back. We'll put it towards your new purchase. So also talk to whomever you decide to work with on what is their trade-in program if it's something you're thinking about. Okay, great. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about engagement rings, but another part of your business that I love is the fine jewelry part. And I am a customer. I have many pieces. So if we wanted to start investing in some pieces for ourselves to wear every day, what are some classic pieces that you think we should invest in for our lifetime? Great question. I am such a fan of tennis bracelets and tennis necklaces right now and always, but those are particularly trending, which is so fun because Traditionally, you would only wear them to like a formal event, a black tie affair. You're going to a wedding. So you put on your tennis necklace. Right now, people are wearing them with just everyday clothes. I'm wearing one today. I have on like a Skims bodysuit and denim and I have a tennis necklace and I layered it with a bunch of gold jewelry. So what's nice about that is if you're going to invest in these more expensive pieces, which tennis bracelets and necklaces tend to be a little pricier, you can get so much use out of it in ways where you couldn't in the past. So those are pieces that will last forever. They do not go out of style. You can dress them up, dress them down. Another category that I love and I myself wear probably five days a week would just be classic diamond studs. You can't go wrong. It's another you know, type of piece that can be dressed up or down, will never go out of style. 
They look good in every carat weight. They could be small and cute, or they could be huge and bougie. I love a pair of diamond studs. Big fan. And then besides diamonds, what are some other favorite stones that you love? Green emeralds, I think, are so oh, fun. beautiful. And so pretty. So much fun. It's just such a good color. They look very rich, but they also pair with you know apparel nicely, which is great. So I'm a big fan of green emeralds, and those are also trending right now. I think partially because of Megan Fox's engagement ring. So green is just huge this season. And then what about good jewelry gifts for men? If you're looking to gift a guy, I think tie bars are really nice. We offer some tie bars that can be engraved. And so we have a lot of brides purchase those as groom's gifts. We also do custom cufflinks, which are really fun. You can have them monogrammed or you can have your Zodiacs made into cufflinks or even a gold money clip is just a nice classic gift. And then what are some other jewelry trends that you're loving right now? So I know those are like some classic pieces that we wanted to have a tennis bracelet or tennis necklace. But what are some fun pieces? I think what's really fun that we make is our Trois Moi ring. And that means you and me. It's a French term. So it's a ring that features two gemstones and you can select whatever colors you want. I think there's 144 combinations on our website of how you can create this ring. So some people do theirs and their significant others' birthstones. Other people literally just pick whatever color they like. And it's this really fun cocktail ring that you can make as colorful or as subdued as you want. And it's totally custom and it's under $1,000, which I think is just so fun to be able to create some create something like that at a price that people can actually afford. So if people wanted to try on a ring virtually with you, how do we go about doing that? You can contact our team and they take the most incredible pictures and videos to show you what these diamonds or rings will look like on a hand. And we also have a feature on our website called the try it on feature where you can virtually, you can upload a picture of your actual hand and virtually see what these different rings will look like on your fingers. So that's a great tool as well. Amazing. And then for anyone who wanted to come into New York, I know you mentioned before, but how do we come visit your store, make an appointment? Yep. So our bridal showroom is by appointment. So you just schedule an appointment and you will be connected with a diamond specialist. Otherwise, we have a store in the West Village on Bleecker Street. It's open seven days a week and you can walk in anytime. You can purchase all of the fine jewelry there. And we do have a bunch of sample engagement rings and wedding bands you can play with as well. Amazing. And where can we follow Ring Concierge online? You can follow us on Instagram at Ring Concierge or our URL is just ringconcierge.com com and you can purchase and explore everything and anything fine jewelry. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.